Hey, welcome back to the Rifles Podcast. Everything going on with center fire and rim fire here. Uh, just want to say again our mission statement at Rifles Only at the podcast. We want to make better shooters. Uh, normally, our format goes in with um, we're going to have a training topic and then we'll you know talk about that. Uh, today, we're going to swap that out a little bit. We have Frank Galley with Sniper's Hide with us. And of course, David Thomas is back with us again. Uh, but we just wanted to get on and, and have some discussions. So how are you doing, Frank? Doing excellent. How's everybody out there doing? I like your music, man. That's like some good funky 70s stuff. Yeah, we've been trying oh, to yeah. change it up every every week or so. I got all these buttons that I can do things with. Did you get a Roadcaster like mine? You have a Roadcaster oh, Pro and you get to hit the colored button? That's exactly what I got. We had another one for like a couple weeks and then just like rifles that got kicked to the curb. So now I have a Roadcaster yep. with, uh, I'm, I'm going to work on some sound bites. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, it, the Roadcaster is pretty awesome. But um, no, I'm, I'm glad to be on. I just did a, a pretty big thing and with uh, Chris Way. So it's topical. You guys had your um, your brawl last weekend and I was in California teaching. And then the week before, I sort of blew the internet up. So a, a lot of it kind of translates back to, you know, Right to rifles only, really. Yeah, so, you know, that's a week before. But with that, yeah. with that better, yeah, gotcha. Um, how'd that end up? Uh, it ended up with a two-hour conversation with Shannon and George. That was basically just a circular conversation that went nowhere. Um, you know, they kind of feel they're 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 fine. There's nothing to change. And, you know, the people who uh, imply otherwise are kind of haters and, and okay, you know, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't subscribe that straight growth is progress, mm-hmm. you know, so you can have uh, 10 more matches, a hundred more people. That doesn't mean you're moving forward. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And, and so we'll just kind of say that we, we, we left it where we agreed to disagree. And I kind of, you know, I was thinking about this because it, it it was a bad taste in my mouth just because of how well we used to all get along. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I, I was struggling a little bit to figure out where do, where do snipers hide? Where do I sit? in the competition world today, um, you know, because we are a, 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 a center point. I, I kind of look at this conversation, Jacob, as like a state of the union. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, got, I have a lot to say about that, but I want to hear, I want to hear, you know, where you're going with this. I know that you and I had a conversation the other day and, um, you know, I, we were kind of discussing some things, but, uh, I know that everything is coalescing in your mind a little bit for it. You know, you know where I stand on that, which I'll be happy to explain in a minute. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll drop that, and then we can we can open it up and kind of finish my my. Um, but yeah, so it made me reflect, and it was kind of like, where does where do I fit into this? And I've always tried, and and it comes out of rifles only. It comes out of you know the series grew out of what we did. And, and so I, I felt there always had to be a connection. Yeah. And, I mean, they started this conversation on Sniper's High. Right. It, it, it's not like this happened somewhere else. Um, so, anyway, so I'm thinking about that. And it kind of hit me. And it was because somebody brought up Mammoth, the Mammoth Challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, well, shit, we don't have to fit anywhere. 
we we can do whatever we want. We've always had a certain independent streak. We've yeah. always done things. And then that's when I talked to you, like, immediately after. And because you're in I direction, uh, I'll say, you know, just straight up, what the PRS is doing today, I don't like it boring. I think it's repetitive, contrived. Um, and I think they have zero processes. Like, the, 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 the matches, how they've run, have not evolved. Oh, they're kind of cookie cutter. Yes. And I think the stages got cookie cutter even worse. So I don't think they, they, they put it, it, it's, it's sort of free money in a way. I know it's not free. You have to put effort in and do all that. And, but at the same time, if I make it cookie cutter and I simplify it and I just kind of get repetitive, well, then I'm earning more money. Mm-hmm. The less yeah. I do, the more I'm earning. Yeah. And it's kind of, uh, it's kind of topical now just that this is brought up because Regina Milkovich, I don't know if you saw it on the, on the, on the Facebook, she had put up oh, yeah. one of the others we had done where we had done, we had done quarter berserker or, or there's quarter berserker or half berserker where we had all of that movement that was through there, like seven or nine shooting stations and it, a lot of different stuff and movement, you know, with your gear and it's mm-hmm. you know, shooting. It is completely different. And, you know, by her own admission, you know, the way she shoots was well, shooting it is completely different than the way she shoots now. And I know David Thomas has brought it up. It's pretty much every everything goes to a heavy bag, balance the rifle on the heavy bag, pull the trigger. That's the answer for everything. Every problem, that's the same answer. Yeah. I mean, even they're even putting the bag on the tripod. Yeah. So I it's do like, it. you know, all right. I mean, of course, because it, it works. But at the same time, it's like, why don't we just remove every prop and give a guy a tripod and then say, do what you want and hit the target? Just put some type of tight obstacle in front of them. You know, if that's still it goes away from what I said at the very beginning of the podcast, our, our guiding principle at rifles only has always been to make better shooters. And I don't think that's the way you make better shooters. No, no. You're making better rifle builders. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, things like that, but you're, you're not making, um, better shooters by any stretch of the imagination, uh, when yeah. it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the, the way it's being engaged now. So, Talking with you, hang on, one of my ears just kind of went weird. Well, that's that, Frank, you know, the, the thing about it is, it's like the, we're, we're getting, we're, we're developing people who are really good at shooting that specific niche, just like high power. You get people that are really good at shooting that specific niche, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't jive with the whole idea of field rifle. You know, you don't know what, you don't know what you're going to be faced with, and you have to use innovation to solve that, and I just, I don't see, you know, on, on my side of the house, I don't see, I don't see me going to go hunting in the western part of Colorado carrying all of that crap. You know what I mean? You wouldn't take a new right. one with you? Oh, no, no. But uh, we'll, we'll talk, remind <laughs> me to let's talk. You know, yeah, we're going to talk Uno. We're going to talk Uno. We're going to talk Uno. But at any rate, you know, I, I just don't see myself doing that. And and that's what I think is we're, we're developing, you know, a, uh, not to use a gender specific term, but um, a man with a rifle rather than a rifleman, you know, which is why Assassin's Way came about, as you know. Yeah. And that's the direction I'm now going um, with this, that I agree with you. It's like, do a standalone, do whatever we want, but incorporate all the things you and I discussed and, and, and have a mission behind it. 
it's not just to go out and throw rounds down range. It's right. let's have a mission. And um, it, it's, it's right. I mean, the training aspect has to be huge. There has to be a recruiting aspect. I'm, I'm actually looking at it back to what you and I did. It was an event. People used to come to rifles only the Sunday before mm-hmm. a match. Yeah. And then spend all week. And I'm not talking five people, 10 people. I'm talking 25 or more. We'd show up on Sunday night, do the training on till Wednesday. Thursday was a day off. We worked the range. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we did it. Yeah. And, and it was a destination for people. They, they knew they were going to get more training than they were going to have access to. They were going to be able to test that training at the end through the match and see where they stood and take skills home that can then be translated. Yeah. And I'm thinking, come on Thursday, let's do the, 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 the briefs, the walkthroughs, the whatever, mm-hmm. the, you know, clinics. Friday, we'll do a center fire day. Saturday morning, let's do a rim fire thing. And then Sunday, let's finish off with center fire again, but let all those center fire people filter into the rim fire and have people and make something of an event that pushes more skills, that pushes movement, that changes up, that makes a match that's more out in the field enjoying the you know the and, and not being in in a in a square box trying yeah. to do something silly yeah i hear you i hear you i i, I you know in in the assassin's way is it i mean that's the that's going back to the model it's just you know you went huge with assassin's way you went big yeah. high dollar entry quick and all that now my mindset is let me feed assassin's way right mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, you, we already, we've already been doing clinics for it. You know, we've done the field craft course. You, you've come and joined in on a couple of the field craft courses that we've done already. And uh, hopefully if you're, if you're around in June, you can hop in on that next one as well. But those are the things that need to happen, you know, throughout the year. And then also in association with that, do that field craft course and then have, you know, a, a small competition when the field craft course is over, you know, to, to apply those skills. That's kind of where I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you think about what we did with you up in um, Fort Collins there, you, you got a guy with his equipment and in the field craft, we're saying, okay, you have a problem to solve. The problem's down by that stable. Right. We're going to go up the hill here and we're going to look at this hill and we're going to say what different areas of this hill solves the problem. That, that one left side, if we're looking out at it, the left side had that Grub with a little bigger bushes. The right. center had had that really tight stub with some rocks, and then behind it was that rock ledge with the bigger trees, and then the drop off. Right. The they were they were right. Three different areas. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think you're breaking up. If I talk when you talk. Yeah, it was it was good route selection in there. You know where you can go and sort out your gear and then move up. Exactly. So now you have a, a, a tentative firing point where you're going to stage your gear, and we talked about that. Hey man, I'm going to go in this hole. I'm going to get myself prepared and then I'm going to move out. But then we looked at the varying um, vegetation and how they would support and work with the shot. We had the trees and the rocks over here. That's one set of vegetation. 
We had uh, the scrub over here, which was another kind of vegetation that required guys to bring pruners and trim. Right. You know, and then we had, um, you know, the other where like Daniel Horner was on that last one, which was the tripod. Daniel was standing up in the middle of a field on a tripod, shooting through a loophole 25 yards in front of him, being shielded by everything around that. He was chilling out, man, in the middle of a field and Jacob couldn't see him. Huh. He had two in front of him. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, think about a guy who goes up to a prop and he goes and drops his game changer on it. He drops his, you know, balanced weighted rifle on it and he taps an eight ounce trigger and shins a six millimeter at the target and hits that 10 inch plate. Okay. You walked up three steps, you dropped your bag, you dropped it, you tapped it, you fired it, you hit it, wash, rinse, repeat. Now think about the guy who moved over land carrying that stuff, who found the perfect loophole and then thread his round through it to hit a partially hidden target he had to find. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and I've, I've told you this on, on your podcast before, Frank, when you had me on, you know, that I kind of feel like what we're doing right now is we're developing a bunch of really superior basketball free throwers you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. not, not necessarily people who understand how to play the the entire game but we're gonna we're gonna shoot free throws or we're gonna play horse or we're gonna go golfing and we're just gonna we're just gonna spend all day at the driving range rather than going out and actually playing the game you know under different conditions and i get exactly where you're headed with no that. you're you're 100 right this is absolutely We've taken the game of basketball and we reduced it to horse. Yeah. And of course there's grab assing. Of course there's, uh, you know, good natured ribbing. There's fun to be had. There's a party around it. I could, could, could you, I and Dave go in your barn and have a game of horse and enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. And the more people we bring, the more fun it's going to be. Yep. And and that was kind of and like I said, I you know that was one of the things that annoyed me with the thread, and and it, and I mentioned this on my podcast, and I'll mention it now. It's like guys like Tom Fuller were were saying, you know, just shut up, and we have fun. And I like Tom, I respect Tom. I think he he's he is a huge ambassador of this sport, big driver, zero negative other than this one sentence. Tom, we can have fun. Fun if if Tom and I went to an insurance seminar mm-hmm. tom and i will have fun yeah oh you're no hanging out with your buddies you're gonna have fun no matter what right and so this is it where we reduce the game to horse and it's a great great analogy and the argument is but we're having fun and yeah. it's like well yeah i mean we're still playing a game but you're not playing basketball anymore yeah you're wearing the clothes you're using a basketball you're shooting a ball in the hoop not playing basketball dude yeah well yeah. and and that well, you know tom is tom is he's he's a competitor in assassin's way he's already signed up oh that's awesome oh no and i get that and like i said i have a hundred tons of respect but it was a repeated thing that kept coming in where they're trying to shortcut the discussion and right. they're trying to basically say stop talking about this and the argument is but people are having fun right and it's like but that's not 
solving these little drama problems. None of my discussions, none of Frank's sniper tide, my jersey letter, anything I've ever said to stir the pot created the situation at the finale last month. No. Yeah, heard about that. Yeah, that was a little right. no, Nothing I did created that. And, and it's the most basic principle to a sport. Can you manage your own sport? Can you officiate it correctly? Can you Are the rules fair? Somebody on Sniper Tide, I ought to go on there and, and grab it. Somebody on Sniper Tide just posted this, and it's awesome. Um, this is all people ask for. Uh, there was a discussion was still going on. What would you change or do different with competition? Right. And this, and this guy posted this, and, and this is it. This is four bullet points. I think what attracts a shooter to a shooting sport are, one, a mature rule book that provides for a uniform match experience. And he, he brackets it and says, notice I didn't say uniform stages. Regardless of where you go, it's a uniform match experience. The stages can be different but it should be uniform. A baseline level of officiating with expertise facilitated with uniform training. So that goes to the finale. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a baseline level of officiating. They had to go three days later. Equipment divisions that provide a real differentiator between firearms that would not be a competitive when bunched together. Yeah, we're way past that. Right. And then the fact that everyone from a uh, grandmaster to newbie shoots the same stages, there is no like woman's take. Okay. So we can do all that. It's not being done today. Right. And, and this is the most basic points of competition. They have to be, you know, fair and level officiating. That's what yep. you did. You saw an unfair advantage with the Uno bag and you threw a stage out because it yep. wasn't level and it wasn't the intent of your stage. Correct. Correct. That's all it is. Also, it's just going in also to talk about, you know, the, the thing about it is, is, you know, the, the range officers that we have here at Rifles Only. I mean, these guys have been with you forever. You know what I mean? And it's like we had you, you've got, you know, you know, you know who they are. And it's just like these guys, they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, there's they do it the same for everybody. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's uniform. That's that's part of it. Uh, the other part to his point was, um, you know, Rifles only does not necessarily, we do not give a woman, a woman's trophy. You know what I mean? And the reason that we don't is because I don't feel that women are outclassed in this game. You know, uh, I don't think not, that, any, not anymore. There's a 14 year old no. girl beating everybody to death right now. Everybody, everybody easily. And, and good for her. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, good for awesome. her. Now, do a, a junior trophy, um, which is, which is nice. But as far as, you know, that we don't. And so I kind of, I kind of like those bullet points that you brought up there, Frank, that works out pretty good. And it, you know, it can apply. And I think that was his point. It, it could apply to any one of the sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's pulling it out of handgun. Cause he's a handgun guy. And he's yeah. saying, he's looking at this and saying, you guys are a bunch of idiots. This has already been done. Oh, the blueprint. Right. Why do, why do we have to keep revisiting this every year at the end and the beginning of the year? Because people don't like what they saw in the previous year because nothing changes because this is just an extension of like you and I using a match as marketing for our training. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it never progressed beyond that concept. What, yeah. what exactly what you and I did. And, and don't get me wrong. 
you and I never claimed to be a series or anything other than rifles only and snipers high. Yep. Everybody else was independent of what we were doing, so we didn't have to formulate anything past that weekend. But the experience during that weekend was going to be fair, and it was going to be without the drama we see today. Now, if you think about it, the only drama that's actually ever really been created is because of how we're divvying up the prize tables after seeing how people act. Yeah, I, I, I don't really, I mean, I, I mean, I know, you know, the letter, the famous letter from several years back and all that. Yeah. I mean, that never really affected my behavior at all. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, I, I knew that there's no matter what you do, there's going to be whining. But I also remember that there was a time whenever you and I were doing two national level matches a year, you know, with, you know, over 100 people. And I just don't remember any whining back then. No, no. Nah, it didn't. It didn't work because number one, we nip stuff in the butt immediately. I mean, you know, it's like a, I, I think about as an example. Remember, like the argument I started when Elpers dumped the round at the carbine pit and didn't run through the tunnel. I don't remember that. I, I was probably somewhere else on the ring. Well, you and I, we 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 had a. What happened was kept. We had we had the the run at the carbine pit, and we yeah. had a tar, we had a target through the tunnel. That was no point, but you were supposed to engage it. Right. And Elpers was with Bracken, uh, um, or Burkett, rather, uh, Matt Burkett. And Elpers ran up to the, to the pit, and right there at the, at the entrance to it, dumped it. And, and, of course, I usually ran the carbine pit. Yeah, I remember um, that. And he dumped the round in the ground in the berm right there. Instead of that. shooting at the target, he dumped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came on fucking hinge right there and stopped it. And we actually had to all go off to the side because I wanted to throw him the fuck out. Because we stopped shit right then. Exactly what you did with the Uno bag. Yeah. It was like, no, that's not what we're doing here. And that sets a tone tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow a guy is not going to dump the round. And let me, and Oprah's was fine. Him and I never had words again. He probably didn't like me after that. And I probably had a a thing after with him, but we never had words again. Right. And he was there at every event after that, that he wanted to be. You know what I mean? But it stopped that problem in its tracks because. As an, you know, it's like, no, we don't do that. That's not an intent of the thing. And, and what happens, and I get it, you have a timid RO or you have a guy who knows that RO is my buddy. He's not going to question me when I push the envelope a little bit. He'll look away and just look at the target. Yeah. And, 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 and that's like, you know, that's, that's take an inch, take an inch, take an inch. Yeah. And, and to me, that's where sort of those disagreements came into play. You know what I'm saying? I think that, I think what you're talking about right there is taking an inch is, is that, that's when this started. And then whenever you pick your head up, we're, we're yards past it now. Now it's miles. Yeah. It was so incremental that it has turned out into this, you know what I mean? Yeah, because exactly. But, yeah. Uh, sorry, Dave. Oh no, uh, I was just going to make sure I clarify. So the one you got 
you, you saw him do? He like burned around to see where it was, or what did he do? Because uh, he, he just he he double he double tapped it uh, into the ground instead of aiming at the target to hit it. It was like a ten inch eight inch blade. Oh yeah, I see. Do you have the uh, the culvert still in the carving pit? Uh, yes, I do. There's some over there. Okay, yeah. So there, um, behind, uh, go to the carbine pit, kind of behind where the the campers are. There's that one rusted culvert, the three foot one. Yeah. That sort of points kind of at the barn right now, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had to stand at on 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 this side of the pit and then shoot through it into the pit. Okay. Yeah, I get it now. No, and so basically, saying. we gave you enough room where you had to stop and kind of take a knee shoot the target, which was probably 10 yards past the, the culvert, because then you were going to run through the culvert and turn the corner to go engage the rifle target. And and so, um, you know, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I I really do think, you know, like I, Jacob's right. It, 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 was, it was an inch, an inch, an inch. And the next thing we looked up and we were a mile down the road and everybody go, whoa, where the frick did we just come from? And Asking people to, 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 you know, thoughtfully reset. Because what, what people don't get is I said, hey, man, we need a reset. And everybody went, ah, screw you. We're having fun. Okay, dude. No, nah, man, we really need a reset. Nah, fuck you. We're having fun. That's like, all right, man. But then it's like, all right, dude, fuck you people. You're a bunch of assholes. We need a reset. And I'm going to tell everybody what a bunch of idiots you are because you told me three times <laughs> now to shut up. And then everybody only, the rest of the world only sees the, the third approach and not the first two. No, no. And, and uh, what I was also going to bring up, and it goes right into what you guys were saying, where Jacob said, hey, we're, we're making good free throwers. Uh, I had talked to Jacob about this. Uh, we're doing some, some new, uh, well, not new, but we're doing a, a, a rimfire series down here. And uh, a couple, uh, the last match we had a spinner and you had to spin it and then move to another uh another part of the thing. And I had a guy actually, uh, and if he's listening, I'm sorry, I'm not going to call him by name, but I don't mean to out him, but he said he had a critique for me afterwards. And his critique was he was so focused on spinning that spinner that once he spun it, he didn't know what to do. And that was a critique of the match. Like that was somehow the MD or the, the stage or whatever. That was, that was not his fault. And that's what we've created. We get, we, they're so focused on one little thing, they, they don't know what to do afterwards. And then to top it off, another, uh, uh, another conversation with somebody. A week later, I, I, it was after the brawl, and I got to see um, firsthand what happens when you take some bags away. And, and there were targets that people should easily be able to hit without a bag, and they couldn't do it. So I'm going to add it into the next match, and I gave everybody a heads up. And I got a phone call, and uh, it was 20 minutes of somebody explaining to me why that is not good in their opinion. Like you shouldn't be able to like, Hey, you know, I take my bag everywhere. I should be able to shoot off my bag at any time. Uh, I use a 22 pound rifle. And uh, if you're ever going to make me shoot unsupported, I'm not going to come to that match. That's not safe. So that this is where we're at now. That's become common. The, the common theme is I should be able to walk up. I should be able to drop my six. Cause these bags are 16 pounds. Some of them now drop my 16 pound bag, my 22 pound rifle and my six ounce trigger. Which don't be wrong, it can be fun. We can all have fun, like you said. But that's where we're at. We're we're we've even gone past where we, you know, we're we're already past that danger zone. We're not. Oh, it could become this. It, that's what it is now. That's the dumbest person I've ever heard talk ever. I don't know who <laughs> said it, but they're 
not very smart. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I get it, man. It's, it's, but that's the inmates running the asylum. It is. The inmates and, don't get to make the rules. Oh, no. And I, I, yeah. I told him politely, I said, you know, I'm not telling you not to come shoot my match, but there's plenty of other matches out there that that's what you can do. And I don't want our series, you know, Jacob's involved and we're going to try to make it bigger. That's not our vision. That's not what we're trying to do. Our, our first focus is just like the podcast. I want to make better shooters and I don't make you a better shooter or a marksman. I don't make you a better marksman by letting you do the exact same thing or people having an issue. If, if you have an issue because you didn't know what to do after you got one of the part of the stages, well, that's a training issue. Now I'm going to actually make you do it more. I, I, and it's kind of funny because Jacob, you said your scores went up on the second day with the no bag. Can you see, I, I don't know if, if David looked or anything, were you able to see, was there a, um, uh, was there a transition? Like, did, were the scores kind of crappy in the morning and got super good later, or did they just stay pretty consistent? Because I think people were concentrating more, probably. That's what I saw. <laughs> they were more concentrating. I'd have to go back and analyze it, but I saw much more concentration. I also saw there were a lot of people that have been there before or, or were used to, because if you go to RO, there's days, it's, it's, this isn't the first time Jacob's ever said, eh, you know what, no bags today, guys. So they were more right. used to that. What I did see is some very good shooters, um, even some top level shooters that were maybe newer within the last few years or, and they struggled. Because they've been shooting with bags since they started. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so what we saw was, you know, we saw the scores, you know, people, and I, I couldn't tell you, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and they just kind of chuckled and they said, man, this is great. You know, they actually love the fact, you know, to take away the bags. And it, I mean, you could see it. I mean, they shot better, you know, with a certain group of people, there were others that, that didn't do so well. They were, you know, really, really, I think psychologically dependent on that. I saw, you know, Linus, you know, yeah, well, you have the, you have the rifles only loyalists that are down there every time. And those guys know how you've been because they come for the last, you know, 20 years um, visiting you and, and, you know, you'll get those, those guys will totally laugh when, when people are throwing a monkey wrench at rifles only because that's meant to be expected in a lot of ways yeah yeah you, you know we're going to change up something it's not the first something time. It, it could be minor or it could be yeah. big we don't you don't yeah. know but it's, it's kind of expected and and so yeah. um I, I you know it there i don't i i kind of it's the gear really i mean we look at it because somebody asked me in california and what I ended up doing, because the one bag solution, it was it was funny because we always incorporated all your gear. Like if you're going to shoot with a sling, you probably have a pack with you. So carry your pack because you're going to need it. Mm -hmm. Right. Where the bags kind of, so we were doing a thing and, and what it was, was that kind of awkward high prone where your chest is kind of off the ground. You can't quite yeah. go kneeling or mm -hmm. sitting. And and so one of the things I, I, I said to the guys, I said, well, this was the solution we always used back in the day and i walked behind the line to, to the to the counters and said um uh you know i put my pack on backwards and laid on it yeah and and that you know made my chest another foot thicker and so right. now i can you know and, and people were like oh wow and it's like because you're looking at the tripod in the bag but you're not looking at your sling in, in your in your pack because those are tools too 
Yeah, a lot of people think that, you know, slings are slings are used to carry a rifle, but no, man, they they really really help a lot with stability, and we do that a lot with military and government agency classes down here. You know, that sling is a tool. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it it is really really helpful. I, I I mentioned this with Chris. It's the podcast with Chris today. The effort you and I put in and and what was going on with those early slings. I mean, we looked at a sling in three ways. There was the shooting front end of it, the middle carry part, and then the back support. And and that's why those are all different in a lot of ways. I mean, we copied the AI sling in the front because we wanted that quick slide down instead of building a Turner sling. You know, right. so we played with that. And then, you know, it, it's like Miller had his sling in the tip, but in, in the middle was easy to open and close. Okay, well, let's make this middle where you set your height for different people. And right. that's the part that says Jacob's sling is this long and Frank's sling is this long. And then the back, like with the alternates and how you changed it over to the bungee, but before yep. it was the tab because it was a rear bag replacement. In case right. the military guy didn't carry a rear bag, that triple stitching was to hold your rifle up under, over your fist like a rear bag. And it was thicker because it would stand there. Yeah. And, you it's know... Very- to wrap your wrap your fist around it, it gave your your fist something to hold to support mm-hmm. the gun. Yeah, yeah. And then for the Europeaners who were listening, any Brits or anybody, you guys put that on the front for Hawkins. Yep. And that became that's a badge of UK honor to have your little Hawkins tab stuck in your belt when you're walking around, and people can go, "Oh, look, he's a sniper. He got his little Hawkins pole in his in his belt." And yep. and you know, there's 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 thought behind this. And, and that's where, you know, when you're playing horse, that doesn't matter. Right. But when you're playing basketball, strategy now becomes important. And right. more so than just where you're standing on the court. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that was that was the thing. And, you know, I got to kind of out myself on this, too. You know, I've, I've let, you know, some of the, the stages in my match kind of, you know, drift that way as well. You know, but after oh. everything that's happened, you know, it, it would definitely go back. I mean, expect to have pistol in the next match. You know, expect to have some movement in the next match. I probably won't do a, you know, a, a berserker stage where I had to, you know, a lot of people didn't make it. But, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you're going to expect those things. And, and it's right. Even rifles only has gotten away from it. But, you know, in in the defense of, of, you know, our training aspect, you know, I was like I said, and I've told you on yours, you know, the 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 thing that I wanted I wanted to design a match that would be the bucket list match, and that's where Assassin's Way came from, as well as Battle of the Coyote in June up in up in Fort Collins. And it's just you know using these other skill sets, you know, for these reasons. You know, maybe you need to you know look at the different slings that are out there and find out which one's going to work. How's it going to help you shoot better? You know, what what bag do you want to use? Do you want to carry 16 pounds whenever you're doing your land nav? Uh, not really sure about that. Uh, 22 pound rifle? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. You know, it's not. It's just not. It doesn't work in the field. Yeah, I mean, and a guilty as charged as well, man. We it, we got lazy because we we could, and yep. we weren't really as into it because of the direction it was going. But now, looking at this, exactly what you just say, and I'll jump over to you too, Dave. Um, but it's like, okay, let's change direction now. Now my brain's back alert, you know. Now yep. I'm kind of putting a new focus on this, and it's it, it, and that's where I want to talk about right now is going to that direction of. The, the, you know, the Battle of Coyote, the Assassin's Way, but the new Sniper's Hide Cup in 2022, where it's going to be these field events 
And I, I really do. And I, and we, we talked briefly the other day, but I think it's bring back snipers, hide the rifles only put those two pairings together and, and, and take that mindset and, and, and sort of just do our own thing because we're like-minded. Stop trying to fit in their box when they clearly don't want us playing in their box. Right. You know, <laughs> if, if, if I'm giving you fit because I'm talking about what you're doing, well, then maybe I shouldn't be in that box. Right. Yeah, right. And that's what I said to Shannon, and it kind of got a little like, oh, no, no. And I'm like, no, man, we're really not on the same page anymore, and there's no reason we should be playing together. And, and you know, if it's no, and if, if it's going to cause drama that I am, and I'm going to point stuff out because you know, my nature, I'm not going to shut up. Um, it, it, it's like, well, then maybe I shouldn't go there. Maybe I shouldn't play there. I won't give you fucking headaches. You won't have to listen to people talk about me and what I just said about you. And then you do your separate thing. I'll do my separate thing. And your side can be happy. My side could be happy and we'll be good. But yeah. I think really it's back to the center. It's, it's back to the beginning. It's back to rifles only and back to that mindset, which, which I, I think, like I said, I, I'm tired of playing horse, man. I want to go back to playing basketball. Yeah. And, and the thing is this, that shouldn't cause any drama. No, that's you know what fine. I mean? There's nothing that you said right there, Frank, that should cause drama. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, this is a little bit different direction. Will we still have stages that are, you know, pretty well static? Of course. But there's also going to be the rest of it, just like, just like we started in the beginning. I mean, you're, you're talking, Dave was talking about um, the young girl win, and I just watched her run video on that step. I love those stair steps that those people made. They took a, a stair template, mm-hmm. screwed it sideways two ways and in it, and now you have steps that fit everybody's height. You yeah. know what I mean? And you can go up that step. And it's like, that is the easiest no brain thing you could ever do. And you could say to somebody, go to your sitting, go to your kneeling, go to your standing. You don't have to designate a location. You just designate a position. Agreed. You know, cause that's what we're testing. Oh yeah. If in real, in the real, and I'm sorry, in the real world, you're not going to go pick something that you can't, you know, shoot off of. You're not going to climb over it just to get there. Right. I mean, unless it's a step wall and I'm on yeah. top of a building. Exactly. And, it's at, you know, it's at my chin, the same as a PRS barricade. Why on earth would I ever try taking a shot where I place the rifle and the scope is over my head? No, you wouldn't. Right. I would never do that. And so why would I do that in, a, in an event? You know, I wouldn't do it in the field. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I like the way this is headed, Frank. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, on Sniper's Hide about, about Coyote and about Assassin's Way, and we'll come up with some more between now and the big event in 2022. There are some more training, some more little events like that. I know that the guys over at uh, Dark Corner Concept, uh, they're doing the Real World Sniper Challenge in April down here. And in fact, you, I'm not going to say his name, but you know him, Frank, because you, you were down here. He was training down here whenever you were here. And so there's those, there's those, those, those events that are, are starting to, you know, they're starting to make their, their way known, you know, and I, I, I'm, I, I'm glad that, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that rifles only is kind of in the center of it. We were kind of in the center of it when it began into when it first started anyway. So let's do it again. Yeah. I mean, it, it really needs to be, I, 
I think that the philosophy and the mindset that came out of your place and out of your brain is the right kind of, it's, it's the right direction to kind of coalesce around. If you're going to coalesce around any mindset, it should be that more than what's happening today in the competition world. Um, you know, are there individual groups out there like CD? Absolutely. I love a CD match. You know, those guys are nomad. Those guys are, are find it, range it, engage it. Nobody's yep. holding your hand. There's no, um, you know, you, you, you step off on your own. You carry all your stuff. you got to do about three miles, um, you know, maybe a little more depending on which one you're at. But then it's like, here's a one by, here's a two by. None of the targets are give me. And, and it's funny. I shot last year when I shot um, the uh, team challenge with JP. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think we had a target past 750. Yep. And I never heard anybody mention it. Yep. Because yep. you had to find them and look for them. And honestly, it was like they're small, they're not painted, they're hidden. You know, you might have two that are out there and then two that aren't. And it's like you're so focused to find them and hit them. You really don't care how far they are because they're not easy anyway. No, you're just happy yep. to find them now. Right. But and in that other side of that house, Frank, you know, the thing about it is, is you know, the. You know, I, I already know the answer to this question, but where do field riflemen make their money? You know what I mean? They're making their money inside 500 yards. Oh, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, the thing about it is, is for Battle of Coyote and, or for Assassin's Way especially, I don't have a target past 900, you know, and that one's going to be, that one's just going to be on a marksmanship test, you know, and it's going to be, there's so many aspects and facets to Assassin's Way. You know, going far, it, it's cool. Are those long shots made? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I've taken animals beyond 1500, but you know, I, I, I planned that, you know what I mean? It was something that was planned. It was, it was, I don't know. I was ready for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just didn't mm-hmm. have to pun it. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah. I was ready for it. I went there specifically for that. Just, you know, basically just to say that I did it, but I, it's just one of those things that, you know, you don't have to go far to do this. You know what I mean? And going far is cool. I get it. You know, I, I really do. I get it. I like to shoot. I like to shoot long, but it, it's not, that's, to me, that's a completely different animal. You know what I mean? That's not a, that's not a practical, so to speak. You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like that there's some people out there that are doing this, uh, this ELR stuff, and they, they've got some, you know, backing behind them, and they're, they're going really far with it. And so, if, like, if you say, okay, our, our field shooters now are making their money, inside you know 500 or inside 450 yards great well because of the work that those guys are doing right now with the elr stuff bullets powders you know different things that they're developing you know it's going to be a time you know in 10 years or 15 years to where you know that range is extended maybe to a thousand yards you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because of what they're doing out beyond 15 and 1800 they're learning you know what i mean and they're going to be able that's going to trickle down and so then it'll then it'll evolve to, to longer stops but we're not there yet and, and and I've watched that and been tracking the ELR stuff because it's right here in my backyard. They they were they were good to a mile yep. on command. I can hit that target on command at a mile. Then they went to um, a little over two grand. Right now, they are on command guys, the good ones, not everybody. The on command guys can do it to twenty five hundred. Right, and that's what extended that. They jumped about eight hundred yards, give or take. And, yep. you know, they've gone there. Now, when they keep pushing the three and 4,000, that's what makes the 2250 better. 
because now they're looking at bullet changes and transitions and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's the ELR stuff. If you look at them as shooters, and I have, dude, I've got pictures for days. They're terrible, terrible yeah. guys. They don't have their cheek on the gun. They don't do this. They're slapping. They're sideways. I mean, I watched one guy that was a top ten um dude, and he or he 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 made it to the final day of King of Two Mile. First time he'd been to every one of them. He's like a he's like a little local hero. Makes everything himself, his own caliber, his own guns, everything. And he made it to the finale. Yeah. And I'm watching him because I'm like, this is a big deal for the crowd because they're, they're really rooting for him. And I see the guy, he's using a Harris bipod or some kind of thing. First round is okay, and they give him a call. He runs the bolt, and he pulls the rifle over, and it's crooked. Mm-hmm. He shoots again, and he does it again. And he shoots again, and, he does, and his, his rounds keep going in that direction. They're giving him the call. So they're giving him, hey, man, you know, you got to go you gotta go uh, left to half mil, and then he misses. No, you got to go left to full mil, and then he misses. No, you got to go left one and a half mil, and he misses. And he blew his stage because he was rolling over on the on the bipod right and i i walked up to him i'm like dude i saw you were canting the rifle and i wanted to tell you to straighten out because they shoot so slow you could fix it right and i, and I couldn't because i'm just a fucking photographer there yep. and it's like sorry man i said I, you would have been so much on but you kept going sideways 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 and and that yeah what the gear stuff they're doing is is, is what's trickling down Yep. And, and it is making, but you look at AI, what AI did with the ATX. Yeah. Just sinking that rifle into that chassis. Like Chris Way, he, he posted a group and, and he sent it. Like, I didn't realize Adam had the rifle there. They were zeroing it at Green Mill, which mm-hmm. is right near Mile High. It's a 200 yard range. That's it. They use it to zero. Chris is there doing his drills. And, uh, Adam's there, zero guns, and Chris is like, hey, can I shoot that? And Adam's like, sure, just don't tell anybody because it was a brand new prototype. He did his craft drill with it. Yep. And he, he, dude, it was one hole. I just thought he grouped it. And he yep. goes, no, dude, that's eight shots from five positions. Yep. And and, and he was blown away. Right. Oh, I've got one on yeah, there. Yeah, he told the offered to buy that rifle right then and there oh, on yeah. the spot. Dude, he was bugging me about it. And I'm like, dude, any of them will do that. He goes, no, I got to have that one. I go, what are you talking about? Because I didn't know context at first. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, I got to have that one. I go, no, you don't. Just go grab one from them. They'll have them in a month or two or whatever the date was. And and he's like, no, I got to have that one. I'm like, why do you want that one? Diane. And, and he goes, this is why. And he sent me the picture. And I went, oh, dude, they'll all do that. They'll all do that. Yeah, they'll all do that. And, and he went, no, they won't. I said, yeah, they will. <laughs> and, 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 and so that's where that technology, that's where those innovations are helping to make things better. But then it still needs to be Frank, Jacob, and Dave shooting the rifle after that. Mm-hmm. Because we're not in the sport of building the ATX to shoot itself. Right. Well, that's what we're doing right. now. You got to ask, when I'm running these matches or I'm even shooting these matches, I, I we're not asking anymore. Like, what am I testing? Cause at that point we're, we're not really testing. We're testing the shooter's ability Nothing. to make a initial wing call and slap a trigger. That's it. There's nothing else. Yeah. That's about to change. That's about to change. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's got to change, man. It's got to have a, it's got to have a purpose behind it. There's got to be a training so, aspect to it. 
there's even one of the shooters, one of the new shooters, you know, in the industry. He's a pretty well-known guy. I like him. He's a, he's a friend of mine. And we were having the conversation. And he says, you know, he's real competitive, and he always has been. And that, you know, he, there's being competitive and being good at something kind of gives you a sense of self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And he's all in on these matches nowadays. And he even told me flat out, he goes, you know, doing well at this, you know, there's satisfaction, but there's not as much satisfaction. And of course, we were talking about, you know, field skills and stuff like that. And that's why he's, he's excited to, you know, to jump in on, on this style of match, you know, the, the more field style of match. So, yeah, it's good. And, and it's coming. It's coming. I guess both of y'all got the pick. Yeah, yeah, we got the pick. Yeah, we're all laughing. I mean, to think about that, I, 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 you're going to carry, I like it because everybody, they were having discussions about this. But when I tried to do some posts on the hide, we were having discussions. And the, one of the first things, because you're looking at your bag there, oh, one of no. the first things, wow. people, um, one of the first things people were posting and were looking at when talking about this in gear was the cart, the push cart. Yeah. Like F class. Yeah. And it's like, we have a match at a place like a K&M or even I don't know if they bring them to your place they're probably smart enough not to yeah they do oh they do, do they okay but there you go you got it you're going to rifles only and you're bringing a push cart yeah wow there's too much gear dude there's too much gear I mean it's like look at that picture man I'm looking at it <laughs> you might not want I, that one get out crazy. there <laughs> dude that's a um that's, that's a, table. a table it's a table yeah well the thing about it is is I thought you know um Whenever Tom came out with that, do y'all remember the video he put out? Oh, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I watched yeah, it the other day again. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny. And they, they were doing those videos. I wish they would do more of those because no, those are entertaining. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the thing about it is I thought, well, you know, I need to – I know what happened because I, I had seen a picture of this going on, and that's when I decided to shit can that event. And then I called up I called up Missy, and I said, hey, can can you send me one of these things? And she said, sure. And I thought, well, what I want to do is I want to, I know what I saw in the picture. And then it was kind of, well, no, it wasn't really like that. But, you know, we, we, it wasn't. But, bro, I mean, the reason I say that in the helicopter stage, you can shoot, you know, with the sling in one bag is for the Bill Fowlers, you know, the guys who have to put a, a rear bag between their ankle and their butt because their knees are mm-hmm. old and, and shit, it's more comfortable. Bill, Bill Fowler was 90 when I was down there. Look, look, Bill. Yeah, he's still- Last, doing good. Yeah, last, so him, oh, and, go ahead. him and T. Keith Taylor finished that match before anybody. You know, we don't do any squads. Mm-hmm. He, him and Keith Taylor were the first ones done. Oh yeah, well, Bill told I was doing the mousetrap, the RO over there, and I told Bill, I said, Bill, I, I, you can do it how you want, but uh, if you can't get up to the top, you just let me know. We'll figure out a way you can shoot it. Bill told me, thank you, fuck you, and he finished the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. But at any rate, I brought that in just to, you know, because I, it was explained to me that what I saw wasn't really what I saw, you know, because I saw pictures of that being mm-hmm. used. And, and I was told, well, what I saw, you know, I, I probably saw something that really didn't happen. I said, okay, very good. I ordered one up and it came in and I went over there and you know what? What I saw is exactly what I saw. You know what I mean? It's exactly what I saw. I mean, that that, that bag is supporting the rifle and that bag is on the deck of that helicopter you know what i mean and i just i have a class going i just picked up a student's rifle and i said hey take a picture of this and so i mean there it is there it is 
I mean, that's like, okay, good thing that Uno bag has back strap straps on it. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way you're going to carry that bitch around. Yeah. It and, and I get it. It's it's silly. I mean, go ahead, uh, Dave. Oh, but- no, I was just going to say when, when, when your bag doubles as furniture, I think we've, we've gone, we've jumped a shark. Yeah. Total Fonzie. And then that was the thing I said to, I, and I said, then bring Tom up. And like I said, I all, all love dude. I'm just kind of being silly. But uh, I said to Tom, I said, dude, you guys went full Fonzie on that one, you know, on, on this, in, in some of the conversations that last week, and he didn't understand what jump the shark Fonzie. Oh no. <laughs> so he's like, is that, he goes, is that positive? And I'm like, sure it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's old enough. But he should know. Fonzie jumped. The, Fonzie jumped the shark. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, I get it, man. There, we can be. It's still. It's 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 guys showing up, you know, with a T Rex outfit on to shoot a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's an entertaining thing. He knows he's not a threat. No big deal. And nobody cares. But when everybody's acting like the T Rex guy, we got to rethink what's going on. Well, you know, we've also done those, you know, those friendly family matches, you know, out here and it's their costume party, you know, it's, they're, they're fun. But then we also did, you know, the 24 hour, hour matches down here, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To where we start at noon and we end at noon and we shoot all day and all night into the next morning. You know, that's some, you know, that's some, that, that's a testing. That's a very, very, that's grueling. That's a different, you know what I mean? And so it's, Dude, uh, I shot it. I shot it and Steve and I skunk and I went to a uh, breakfast right after or lunch, right after it was over. We shot it. And I went to lunch right after. Then the year before, I shot it, but I, I RO'd it with you guys. Yeah. Dude, I passed out like I was going out of town. I mean, yeah. it just goes to show you that the difference in the mindset is because you're, you know, you're kind of chilling in between the stages. And even though it's 24 hour, but we were right as rain, um, Skunk and I. And then, you know, when I worked it, forget it. I went to bed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, we're we're at, I'm gonna go back and look through some of that stuff that that we've been doing, and I'll get with you, Frank, and we'll um we'll start to get that sorted out. But we're we're rolling up on an hour here, so we'd like to keep. Oh, yeah, and, and, and like I said, I just want to say, man, it, it's a mindset change. It, it, it's a all this comes down to really is that we're um you know we we looked at it, we talked to everybody, we went blue in the face. And the last discussion was just, the, you know, just went in a one big circle. So yep. the answer either is, is conform or do it yourself. Well, I'm not going to conform. Right. And I'm going to go back and do it. And fortunately, you're of the like mind. There's others out there of the like mind. So there'll be no negative to step back and to reassess. And really, that's all I've ever asked of the PRS is to be self-reflective and to look inward and say, how can I do better? Right. And, you know, there was some high level stuff and they turned around and said, we're doing fine. We don't need your input. And at some point you got to go, okay, you know, you're right. You don't want it. You don't need it. Why am I giving it to you? Yeah. Um, But no, I appreciate it. And I appreciate, like I said, just the, 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 it's the kick in the pants. It's the, it's the fact that people said, Hey, let's do this different. Yeah. And, and somebody, and otherwise, because what would end up happening, Jacob, if you weren't into it, it's like Chris Way and those guys weren't into it, Chris Roberts and those guys weren't into it, Phil and Kalen, and they weren't into it. Because we're all, think about like all the high level people we're talking about on this training sphere. Right. They're all into this. Right. But, but if they weren't, 
you and I probably just kind of retire from comps or like you said, do the same thing. Just put it on auto autopilot, flip the switch, put it on autopilot, get your money, you know, go have a drink and sit down and go, whatever, you know, they don't care. Why should I? Yeah, exactly. But clearly we care. Yeah. We wouldn't keep saying it if we didn't care. And I understand that, that the hate in the, in the, in the, in the stuff that, you know, I tend to throw monkey wrenches, but, I'll just put it that way. If you don't see the fact we care, then really we we have less than nothing to talk about going forward. But if you see it, then absolutely we have something to talk about. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know that it's it's just like the the thing about it is there's people out there and, and I've said this, you know, on your podcast more than once. There's people out there that if you if you just go and you taste that kind of match, it's gonna appeal to you. You know what I mean? Because they were they're so much more gratifying than what we're doing now. Oh, and a lot of these yeah. guys have never done it. Yeah, and that's what. Right, oh, they man. don't know what they don't know, and that's kind of what. And the other thing, like with Dave and the plug voodoo, and Dave and everybody, that is the answer mm-hmm. to get everybody in the same game. It's the future because right. if you have if you have a hundred yard bay, hundred by hundred bay. In Connecticut at Blue Trail, you can put on a pretty damn good 22 event that includes movement, that changes position, that's going to require you. I would just say, listen, man, do a couple stages. They're going to slow you down a little bit, but do them at the end. Do a stage that uses the entire width. Don't just go and say, Okay, I can a barricade prop is four feet, or, you know, four feet wide. I have a, you know, four yard wide slot for this barricade prop. So you're going to walk up to this barricade prop and you're going to do your 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 uh, skills. Instead, the barricade's one part of the prop. I want you to run from the barricade twenty five yards to the next prop. Do it there. If you have to run back to the barricade do it again and then stop in between and shoot something and then run back to the first thing then stop in between then run back to the barricade and include movement the 22 gives you that ability to scramble yeah it does scramble hey do you remember that one that we did where you had to you had to drag that 50 pound thing while you're shooting your pistol and climb up on top of the hill and shoot your rifle I love that event, man. The, the pistol drag where you, you, you ran over, shot a prone, shot at a hundred, picked up a 50 pound bag of, of cow chips, then one handed dragged the bag and every 15 yards, you had a handgun, five handgun targets. Then you dropped the bag in a square and ran up the back of the hundred yard pit and then shot a target behind. That was a good stage. That was a great stage. Dude, that was using a hundred yards. Yep. Because the target behind was only like 100 yards. Uh, and, 145. Okay, there you go, 145. And, yep. and so you, 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 you did a, a paper shot at 100. You did handgun shots at 15 while dragging a bag. Then you did 145-yard shots after climbing up the back of rifles only berm, which is about, you know, 25 yards tall. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it was slippery, man. It was well, not. By the time climb. you get to it, it's going to feel taller than that. 
<laughs> yeah, because the dirt's all falling back uh-huh. on you. Yeah. And, and, and we did stages. We always had one signature stage. Yep. And it was always a little bigger than the rest. Maybe like your berserkers, your yep. your uh, your um obstacle course, yep. the uh the carbine pit drag. Uh, we always had one stage that was extended mm-hmm. and, that got you up. I mean, like I said, go ahead, Dave. Oh no, I was gonna say uh, you just gave me an idea. I'm I'm doing. Uh, I guess I'm the match director for the PRS Rimfire Central Region Finale. Uh, you just gave me an idea. They're gonna hate this. Dude, that carbine pit run we used to do, go watch the videos where you started on the left side of the carbine, out uh, of kill house. Oh, I like it. And then you went through it. Mm-hmm. And then into the, if you do that with a 22, oh my God, how much that would be. And we got the state yeah. championship coming up too in April. A lot mm-hmm. of I mean, if you go on YouTube and watch Matt Burkett's video of 2007 and 8 of that run, mm-hmm. here's Matt Burkett, who was artificially enhanced who is a three-gun guy, who is out of breath. You know what I mean? The dude was out of breath at the end of the stage and trying to talk in the camera, and he was huffing and puffing. That's the kind of stuff we're talking. That's your hour, man. I appreciate you guys having us on. Hey, thanks, Frank. I appreciate it, man. Let's let's talk here in the next couple of days. I'll finish up this class. Uh, Well, I I work through Sunday, so let's, let's plan an extended conversation on getting this shit rolling. Yes, and I want to do this podcast that you do your normal format where we'll pick a topic. Oh, yeah. Okay, That's great. Awesome. awesome. Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, let's yeah, pick we'll, like we'll a... Let's pick a... Get up today, but we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick a topic and we'll we'll just strip that thing down to nothing. And we'll do it straight up. We'll get that... Like I said, to everybody listening, this is, this is the kind of... Hey, we're done talking about it. We're letting you know where our head's at. We're just going to go do what we want. And so we don't have to, I mean, we may have follow-up conversations just to say where we're going, what we're doing, and where we've been. But at the end of the day, you guys on the east side of the fucking state or country, do whatever the fuck you want. Enjoy your contrived shit. We're going to play games. Yeah, bring your 16-pound bag if you want and run with it. Yeah, and and we're good with it. We're good with that, you know? Enjoy it. It's all good. And everybody can get along and have a good time. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, brother. Thanks again for All coming right. up. You All got right. it, man. I'll talk to you. All right. Take care. Later.